Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. What does it really take to cross the finish line of life? What do you really have to do 
to be able to take an idea and turn it into a reality. How do you make a dream become your truth? What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Today's episode, I'm joined by my guest, David Richman, who is an author, a public speaker, an endurance athlete, and an amazing, amazing human being that has went from this journey of overweight smoker to ultra endurance athlete who's done hundreds of races and marathons and even a 5,000 mile bike ride. And in this conversation, we're going to have a very in-depth discussion about what it means to actually be willing to fight for what you believe in, to be willing to push yourself and to ultimately be willing to discover who you are. I loved this conversation with David because it reminded me of the truth of what I believe about life and which is to some extent, there is a struggle. There is some suffering that is necessary in order to find success. And there is the willingness to battle yourself to cross that finish line, which ultimately becomes the differentiating factor between success and failure. And this conversation was powerful and potent and and one that I hope that what you will take away from is the truth and understanding that you have the ability to do anything that you want in your life. And so I hope that you will find that truth in this. Now, without further ado, my friends, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Welcome to the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm your host, Michael Unbroken, and this podcast is about helping trauma survivors let go of the past, overcome their fear, discover their identity, become the hero of their own story, and ultimately to be unbroken. Our goal and company is to bring on guests and experts in the fields of mental, physical, and psychological health to help you overcome the past, to take back your power. And in this podcast, we are unedited and unfiltered, and we're going to give it to you real so that you can start to create massive change in your life. If you're curious about learning more outside the podcast, you can get a free copy of my book, Think Unbroken, at book.thinkunbroken.com. That's book.thinkunbroken.com, where you can get a copy of my number one bestselling book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. The most important thing that you can ever do, my friends, is show up for yourself, and that's where you are today, and I appreciate you. I have massive gratitude for you, and without further ado, let's get into the show. We'll be right back to the show, but before we do, I'm going to take a moment and tell you about my new book, Unbroken Man, A Man's Guide to Being the Hero of Their Own Story. I sat down a few months ago and realized that there are so many men in the world that need guidance, that need support, that need to learn about trauma, removing themselves from toxic masculinity, breaking down the barriers to vulnerability, getting unstuck, and ultimately learning the tools to become the hero of their own story. Unbroken Man is available for pre-order right now if you go to men.thinkunbroken.com where you'll also get access to over $1,000 in bonuses, including the six-week in-depth trauma healing coaching app, which you'll get instant access to. I created Unbroken Man to be accessible to everyone around the world, but it is written for men from the guise of a man, and I hope that you will find 
it to be a practical tool on your healing journey in the same way that thousands of men around the world have. So check out men.thinkunbroken.com to pre-order. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest, David Richmond, who is an author, public speaker, and endurance athlete with a hell of a story. David, my friend, how are you today? What is happening in your world? I'm doing well, Michael. Jeez, what isn't happening in my world, right? Jeez, uh, we all got busyitis, don't we? <laughs> I'm busier than you, man. No, no, no. You're busier than me. No, no, no. He's busier than us. It's yeah. crazy. The the human condition. Well, you know what? I uh, One of my mentors says, if there's white space in the calendar, there's room for the devil. And I'm like, yep, truth. Because if that ain't, my calendar is not full, I'm getting in trouble, brother. So for those of you, those who do not know you, before we get in, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, you take a look at someone and you go, I can size them up in like five minutes and figure out like a little bit of what's going on with them. Uh, my path, like most people's paths, is not predictable or understandable um, until you kind of get into it. But I guess it kind of started um, as a as a young teenager. I was raised by parents that were uh, on nearly 40 years in age difference. And um, uh, that led to one parent who was way too old to have kids and another one that was way too young to want them. And so pretty lonely childhood. Um uh, left home to go to college. A car broke down in Vegas. Got robbed of everything at gunpoint. Lived on the street for 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 a while until I could get myself on my feet, um, and, and did. And eventually, just like uh, survival instinct kicked in, and I just tried to do everything I could do to survive. Um, and that led me to one career after another after another. Eventually, to where I was running you know hundred million dollar businesses for a major Wall Street firm. So I went from kind of nothing to something, but not along a, you know, a normal path of, you know, grooming and education and mentorship, or I just, just dug myself holes or, or found myself thrown into holes and, uh, and figured out a way to climb out of them. But in the background was a very unhappy kind of stressed out guy. I was overweight. I was a smoker. I was not active. Um, I, I like to tell people I was learning some very, very hard lessons along the way in life, but I just never applied them to the guy in the mirror. And um, in my late 30s, I found myself in a pretty abusive relationship with an alcoholic, uh, like I said, overweight, smoker, not healthy, very stressed out, young twins at home. And I just had I had to get us out. So uh, I finally decided that one day, Michael, to just look in the mirror and go, all right, like, who are you? Why have you wasted all this time? Who do you want to be? And you, you better start now because, like, this is it. This is rock bottom for you. And I did, and I, I finally said, okay, well, um, let's toss the cigarettes. Let's let's start being active. Um, I went for a little two-minute run. Like, first, I got me and my kids to safety. I right? got, got, got us out of there. Um, went for a two-minute run. Could, couldn't hack it. Uh, eventually, we did a mile. Finally, and then I did a 5K and a 10K and did a half Ironman and Ironman. And I just said, let's see where this can take me. And, um, you know, I found that endurance athletics over the years has really helped ground and center me, um, not just physically. As, as you know, when you make a transformation like that, it, 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 it permeates, you know, your psychological well-being, your emotional well-being. 
um, your relationships, everything changes if you transform, you know, something as major as, you know, your physicality and your endurance and, you know, the things that you focus on. And so uh, that's the journey I've been on for the last 20 years is just uh, uh, leaning into the person I want to be rather than, you know, the person I thought I was supposed to be or expected to be, or, you know, all the nonsense time I wasted doing things I shouldn't have been doing and, um, you know, trying to make a difference in the world. And, and like I said, leaning into who I am, which is, uh, now, which is weird to say, but a guy who's done, you know, almost 20 Ironmans, I've done a 5,000 mile bike ride, I've written, you know, several books and, and, you know, I'm living a much, much, much happier life. That's that's it in a nutshell, Michael. Yeah, you know, well, I, I I resonate with a lot of what you said, and it's a a beautiful testament to I think the endurance that comes from rock bottom, and and I actually I want to rewind and I want to go to something important here, and and the unbroken nation they know this. I've shared this story a lot, but the the changing point in my life literally came when I when I looked at myself in the mirror. And, and I'd love to, to go back to that for a second here, David, and talk about the importance of it. And I'd love for you to elaborate on that experience and not only what drove you to like do that, but, but what the outcome of that moment was. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you've done it, Michael, it's not, you're not saying figuratively. I, I literally did that. Right. I mean, I, my, my wife's a, a chairperson of a great mentoring organization in, in LA and they, they kind of have this, this mantra of, I see you. Right. I didn't see myself ever. And I was very aware, very observant person, very sensitive, very like, you know, like really dialed in, but I never, ever looked in the mirror. And when I got out of that situation, I had my kids at home you know, they're four years old. I literally, Michael, did what you said. I I stood in front of the mirror and I went, really? Like, who are you? Why don't you see yourself for what you are? And when I finally did that, I said, oh my God, look at all these great things about you, but look at all these really not great things about you. And I just, I, I, I mean, I'm not even saying this uh, joking. I, I was probably an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes staring at myself in the mirror and repeating the words like who are you like wh- like really who are you like who are you who do you want to be like who are you and i and i had to take a very very honest um vision of myself and at 38 years old i don't think i had done that for for a minute let alone you know in a real way for for an hour where i could use that as a launching pad so that totally resonates with me what i think about in that additionally is like the willingness to do it, right? I, I think there's there's a lot of people who have heard this because you know there's a lot of folks who've come on this show and shared that similar experience, but there's the the willingness that I believe it takes to have that nakedly like honest, unabashed conversation with yourself that changes everything. What what I'm what I'd love to talk about here is in that and since that moment. What, what has like your experience with like self-talk been? Because I, I, I have this weird feeling that it changes for us in that moment and people hear, well, you, you run all these marathons and you've done these giant bike rides and you've written these books, like how you must be Superman. So what I'm curious about is from a mindset perspective and how you communicate with yourself, like how have you done these things? 
uh, you know, so you, you hear what you hear when you hear it, right? You, you see what you see when you see it. And um, we're all really good, especially people that are like uh, a personality or you, you, you're really good at, at scarring up trauma. And so you don't let things affect you or whatever. There's a million reasons that we're, you know, really good at not taking that, what you call that deep, honest look at yourself. And I was a master at it, uh, not, not noticing myself. And I remember my guy was, I was, I was with a friend of mine who known my plight, uh, quote unquote plight of uh, being in an abusive relationship, um, really being with just, you know, just, 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 you know, bad situation after bad situation. And I was complaining to him one day and he stood up and he's like, dude, I am really, really tired of hearing you say this. He goes, every time you encounter a situation, it's like you're walking up to a rabid dog and you go to pet the dog and it bites you. And you're like, what the hell just happened? He goes, why don't you stop petting rabid dogs? Why don't you take a look at yourself and fix your own problems? Stop complaining about everybody else. Stop putting yourself in situations that you can't control. Why don't you fix your own problems? And I'm like, whoa, that, like, like if he would have told me that five years before, I probably would have walked away, right? Uh, I, I mean, but it just hit me like, yeah, I got to be the guy that has to deal with my own problems. And so that was okay, I guess, to do, right? Like, man, maybe I should fix myself instead of fix the situation. Maybe I should take a look at me rather than blaming things on other people. Maybe I should, should see what I want rather than what other people want from me or what I think they want from me. And that's where that self-talk started. Um, and, it, you know, it's like, it, it, it's like this three-step process. I don't want to get too far ahead of our conversation, but like when you do, if you can, take that honest, honest look in the mirror. I think the next thing you have to do before you can start that self-talk, which is really, really hard to do, is just free your mind. Like forgive yourself for making bad decisions. Forget it that you wasted whatever years. Forget it that you weren't your best self. Like allow yourself some peace and forgiveness and just go, well, I'm here now. What can I do? Like free your mind. Like I hate it when somebody goes, you know, they're 40 years old and they're like, oh, I'm just an a-hole. That's just who I am. It's like, no, no, it's not. You, you could be anything you want to be. Like, don't, don't tell me that. So if you could take that honest look, Michael. And then I think for me, it was just forgiving myself for not knowing any better until that moment then you could lean into the, into the self-talk, into the learning. And, and, and that's, I didn't know that at the time, but I know that looking back now is that, is that um, I couldn't have done that self-talk without forgiving myself, without having looked at that, that true person who I was. Does that make sense? Yeah. And there, and there's so much in that. I, I often think about this idea of like if I gave you a backpack full of bricks mm -hmm. and, and every one of those bricks were labeled with something that you messed up, that you fucked up, that you screwed up, a mistake, a thing that you went against who you are and all that. And I just said, here you go, carry this. How long would you carry that until you let go of it? Because people fail to understand the truth about something. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some interesting context. When, when I go to restaurants, and you go put your name on the list and you know, right next to it says the time I was right now. The time is now. The time is not yesterday, 10 years ago, tomorrow, five minutes from the time is now. 
And those experiences of your past, if you carry those with you everywhere you go, this backpack full of bricks, how will you ever be in this moment? And so I do think there's a tremendous amount of, of letting go that allows you to free the space to discover who you are. So in this, as you're in this place of discovery, you're like, all right, I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to start moving into figuring out who I am. What does that look like for you? Because I think for so many people, we're kind of like in life with no compass, no guide, trying to figure things out. How did you figure out who you were? Uh, I figured it out by realizing that I could bring the positive things that I had learned and apply them to myself. Like I deserved to have the kind of pep talks to myself that I would give to other people. I deserved to kind of coach myself the way that I coached other people. And um, that does, you know, involve, like, like we said, a fair amount of forgiveness when you're carrying that backpack and you, and, and, you know, we like to carry these things as burdens or we're used to carrying them as burdens because that's the way, way it goes. You have to free your mind and allow yourself to like start unpacking the bricks. Right. And so I don't think that you can, you can, um, in the moment, oftentimes know what is the next thing to do. But I think, um, uh, if you can start to re, wire your brain to allow yourself some of that positive coaching, that positive self-talk. Let me tell you a quick story. I had no business doing this race. The very first endurance event I ever did, Michael, don't picture this because I'm not very coordinated, is 85 mile rollerblade race. Okay. A, a race on rollerblades. Imagine me, I was still overweight, you know, still not, not, not in my element yet. And, and I, and, you know, and I'm, I'm doing an 85 mile rollerblade race in Georgia. I had no business doing that. Okay. And I get to, and I had done a few things. I started to rethink my, my, my self-talk and that type of stuff, but I still wasn't a pro at it. And, and I'm about 30 miles in and I'm heading up this hill and it's late fall. It's freaking hot as hell. I'm sweating like a pig. I'm kind of hit the wall. Like I, my, I'm done. And I turn perpendicular to the hill and I lean over on my knees and I'm just like, what the F am I doing here? Like, seriously, you don't belong here. You're a total idiot. You're a total loser. You're a total imposter. Everybody else is like miles ahead of you. You know, this is ridiculous. And then as I'm looking down, I'm looking at the asphalt, Michael, and I see this like puddle of water that's coming out of me. And I just went, well, look, dude, you got two choices, right? One, you could go home, just pack it up, go home. You learned everything there is to know about yourself. Just, just go home. Like, it's good. It's all right. You did it. You know everything. Now go home or figure out a way to take one more step, man. Just go one more step. And then you're going to learn something new. And if you can go one more step, you're going to learn something new and new. And sometimes you, you can't take that step forward. But I, I just was like, oh my God, wouldn't it be nice to learn? Wouldn't it be nice to figure out? What wouldn't it be nice to open my mind to what I might discover if I'm able to coach myself, to, to, to push myself to do more the way I would prompt other people to do it? Why can't I do it? So I eventually made it to the finish line like six hours later. And all I learned was is that, man, if I think I already know everything or I think I've reached my limit or I think like that's it, I can't freaking handle anymore. I go, okay, really? I mean, really? Can't you just take one more step? Can't you just do one more thing? Can't you just, you know, try a little bit harder? And man, oh man, can we do more than we think we can? 
would it be fair for me to assume that you still probably were not the last person to cross the finish line? <laughs> no, I, 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 I was not the last, I was close to the last person, but I'll tell you what, I finished ahead of every person that never started. That's for sure. It's truth. True. You right. Know, I, I, please. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, I remember doing my first half Ironman, Michael, it was the most hilarious thing. And you probably, I, I'm not going to assume to think that this is your experience, but maybe the first CrossFit uh, uh, competition that you went to, you might have been looking around going, what the hell is everybody a freaking Greek god? I mean, what the, what am I doing here, right? Look at all these monsters. I mean, what the hell? So I'm doing my first half Ironman, and it's one of these wave starts where, you know, not everybody's starting at the same time. They just go off in waves. And I'm looking around and everybody is like walked out of a GQ magazine or something. I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? And I, and the gun goes off and I go watch him swim. And like the first dude flips over on his back and he starts floating down the river. And the next guy's like swimming in circles. And I'm just, yeah, there were some great athletes there, but there were some people that were struggling to swim. And I'm going, oh, why don't you stop comparing yourself to them and just see what you can do? You know, so yeah, I totally get that, that, that mindset is, yeah, I, I, even if I did finish last, it wouldn't have mattered, right? Because I'm just, I'm just there to see what I can do. Yeah, I, I relate to that a lot. And, you know, the journey for fitness for me has been this consummate ebb and flow, right? This consummate, like, all right, I'm going to try this thing. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. I'll, I'll have you know, I discovered a couple of years ago the tremendous amount of effort that it actually takes to have like a six pack for an extended period of time. And I was like, nope, this isn't for me. And you go, you know, it's, it's, there, there is this thing that you experience through, I believe, pushing yourself physically in which you discover what you're made of. Because I, there's no other experience that I've had that is as emotionally and mentally demanding as the physical exertion of going past past what you believe you're capable of doing. And, and it's like, I don't know how to explain it. So I want to dive into this with you because I think it'd be really interesting to, to go into. But I, I have found myself at the crux of quitting, of being like, nah, man, fuck that. Just do it anyway. And, and there's this part of me that is literally dragging, literally dragging myself through completing what I said I was going to do. I don't know how familiar you are with CrossFit, but the first Murph that I did, it's a couple mile run followed by a ton of sit-ups and push-ups and squats. And it is a crazy demanding event. It takes you a solid hour and a half to two hours to complete this thing. And the first time that I did it about four years ago, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I here? And in that moment, I said, I'm doing this to prove to myself that I can. There's no other reason. I have no other objective. There's no charity. There's no fundraiser. There's no fucking sticker at the end that I get to throw up on the wall and be like, I did it. It was like, I'm doing this to prove to myself. And I'm wondering how much of these physical endeavors that you've put yourself through is based in that. And if I'm off base, I'd, I'd love to talk about it because I want to know what that is. Like, what is it that drives someone to suffer in the way that you have physically? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great concept. And, and I, and I do, it does really resonate with me because, you know, I'm sure that everyone has this to a certain degree, 
uh, and everyone that's listening, if, if you don't agree with me, then you're living in denial. But we oftentimes will beat ourselves up at work and relationships with friends and whatever situation, because we think it's what we should do, or we think it's what's expected of us, or we, or we've been told we need to do it that way by our parents or our boss or our spouse or whatever. Right. And it's like, if we're overachieving, if we're driven, even if we're driven out of fear or failure or whatever, then we're going to try to accomplish that thing, whatever that thing is. But in the end, it is a little bit empty because unless it's the thing that we really wanted, like where you could say it's not for a charity, I'm not getting a sticker, I'm not, nobody's watching me, nobody's taking my picture and posting it on some website saying, look what, look, you know, look what Michael did, right? There, there, if you're just doing it for you, that's a very powerful, empowering, wonderful thing. Because like I wrote about this in, in my book, Winning in the Middle of the Pack, how great is it to know that nobody's watching and nobody cares? I mean, that's a very freeing thing because then it means I'm doing it for me. And if it's not important enough, don't do it. This is fine because nobody cares and nobody's watching anyway. But if it's important to you to find out what you're made of, then it's like it's freeing that nobody cares, that nobody's watching, that you don't get a medal, that it's nothing... It's nothing other than to see what I'm made of. And 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 it's 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 mind-boggling. For me, it's a little more like for you, it's 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 more power and strength and endurance and and fast twitch and that kind of stuff. For me, it's uh, it, it, it I found a little more meditation in the longer, slower stuff. And um I, I remember I had to rewire my brain to be able to settle into that mindset. So super quick. I'm I'm getting ready to do a 50 mile run. One of the first 50 mile runs that I've done. And it's held the last weekend in June in Vegas. It's called running with the devil. Okay. 121 degrees. That's what the high with that day was going to be. And I, I raced to the start line. I'm a few minutes late. I'm cursing myself. I'm such an idiot. I jump out of the car. I get to the fit, a start line and I start running And the first quarter mile is like straight uphill. And I'm like, really? Like, seriously, you're going to make us run uphill for a quarter mile. And then I look at my watch and it's like 91 degrees at 6 a.m. And I'm like 6.05 a.m. I'm like, really? Like, what has to be this hot? And I started going, dude, nobody paid you to be here. Like, like what change your attitude, like get a different perspective. Because honestly, if you go home, nobody's caring. Nobody's nobody's going to care. Nobody's watching you. Stop being, you know, stop being a whiny bitch and just do it. If you want to do it, change your perspective. And then I said to myself, Michael, I go, perspective, huh? I wonder what that means to change your perspective. And I had this self-talk with myself, super deep, meditative self-talk with myself. And about four hours later, Michael, I hit the turnaround, 25 miles. And I went, holy shit. I just spent like four plus hours thinking about one word, perspective, and how you could change it, how you could apply it to yourself, and blah, 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 blah. And I had this like beautiful self-talk thing where I go, oh, man, you know, you could accomplish whatever you want to accomplish if you're doing it for the right reasons. We'll be right back to this episode of the Think Unbroken podcast in just a moment, but I wanted to invite you to come and join the Think Unbroken Discord community. If you don't know about Discord, it's being built on Web3, which is a platform that we as the users get to own. So no more Instagram or Facebook or algorithms getting in the way of you seeing and, and being a part of content. 
in the Discord channel. We're going to grow this to hundreds of thousands of community members, hopefully over time. But today, it's small, it's close, it's intimate, where you'll be able to get access to live coaching with me, where you'll have chat with the Unbroken Nation community, where you can talk about a range of topics, anywhere from thinking about habits and growth mindset, goals, trauma, recovery, dating, relationships, career, accountability, business, meditation, feedback, and more. And so all you have to do is go to thinkunbroken.com slash discord. That's thinkunbroken.com slash discord. That's D-I-S-C-O-R-D to join the Unbroken Nation community. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I think about that all the time and it's like, you know, I apply that to everything that I do. You know, Think Unbroken, this company has one mission to end generational trauma in my lifetime through education and information. That's it. That's the whole purpose of this company. All the books, all the learning, all the speaking, all the podcast. It's so we can give people tools because that perspective matters because so many of us grow up being told you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You don't matter. And then you realize the truth is what you exactly just laid out. It's up to you. You determine. It's just like you said, I, nobody paid me to be here. You decided to do that for yourself. But I, I believe, and I know from firsthand experience, like you have to deploy a certain amount of courage to be willing to face the unknown. How much of these moments of endurance is courage and how much of it is like, I think I want to, let's go back real quick. Cause I want to create some context. Cause I, I know people are listening. To this probably have this thought your step one day one. You're like, all right, I'm overweight. I'm smoking somewhere along the line. I'm like, I'm going to run a marathon, <laughs> right? I'm going to do this thing. It's the unknown. You have no idea what to expect. You have a general idea. You're like, I'm going to run 26.2 miles. I got nine hours to do it or whatever. What was that like? Take me back. Paint me a picture. Give us the experience. Because I think so often people are like, oh, you did 5,000 miles. Great. Like, whatever. But what about mile one? What was that like? It's fucking hard, man. It was hard. I was 38 years old, right? I was probably close to 50 pounds overweight. I'd smoked nearly a quarter. I calculated nearly a quarter million cigarettes in my life. And I was a stressed out monster. Okay. And... It was hard. I, I literally, I remember, I've not told too many people this because it's a little embarrassing, but I, I tried to play beach volleyball. I lived in Manhattan Beach. And somebody had told me, said, they said, dude, you run like a gazelle with a broken leg, like seriously. And so the first thing I decided to do when I said, okay, you got to change who you are, is I said, I got to find a coach that can teach me how to run so I don't look like a gazelle with a broken leg. So I said to this coach, hey, I want to learn how to run. Can you teach me technique? He's like, yeah, sure. Come up to Santa Monica. We'll meet at the at the pier. We'll go for a little mile run, and we'll be good. I'm like, all right, whatever. I've never gone for a run. What the hell do I know the difference between a mile and, and not a mile? We started running at a 12-minute pace, which is basically fast walking, okay? I couldn't make it two minutes. I sat down, and I'm just like, I'm done. I can't do it. He goes, yeah, you've never done anything more than run across the street for a red light. Okay, maybe you ran from one side of a volleyball court to another on the sand for a minute, but that's not really exercise. He goes, yeah, two minutes straight of running for 12 minutes, you couldn't handle it. It was freaking hard. And then like three days later, I did run the two minutes. And then I ran four minutes. And then I think about a week later, 
I ran my first mile and I probably ran in about 13, 14 minutes. And I couldn't sit down for a week. I was just like toast. I was absolute toast because I'd never done that to my body. I'm 37, 38 years old. I'd never done that to my body before. So, okay, is it is it injuries or pain? If it's pain, I, I've caused myself enough freaking pain. I can handle a little physical pain, whatever. No big deal, right? I mean, there, there's way worse kind of pain. You, you mentioned the trauma. The pain of trauma is the hell of a lot more deep than, the, than any physical pain you could get. So I just said, all right, if you're going to do it, do it. Because you know what? You could stop and start smoking again. You could you eat whatever you want, but you can't swim with a cigarette in your mouth. You can't, you can't, you can't run, you know, eating fast food. You just can't do that. So I just said, oh, one step at a time, man, just figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. So that was, that was day one. And then I realized, oh shit, maybe my goal's not high enough. Running in a mile's not enough. Running in a 5K's not enough. Running in a 10K's not. Hey, if I can do a half Ironman, why can't I do a full Ironman? I did my first full Ironman nine months after quitting smoking. And I'm working a full-time job, single dad with four with four-year-old twins. Okay. And and having literally lost everything and you know, like like rock bottom, rock bottom, the stress that that has, you know, two single dad, four-year-old twins, a full-time, very stressful, very high profile job. And I did an Ironman and nine months later, because I just said, geez, maybe you ought to set your, your your sights a little bit higher. If you can do this, why not that? If you can do this, why not that? And then it becomes not an addiction, but it becomes like, um, I don't know, like you go, hey, if I can do that, why can't I do this? It's very alluring. It's it's very um, it, it's very attractive to to learn, to, to be able to figure that stuff out that I had never tried to figure out before in my life. It was like, oh my God, I got like your analogy. I got a tool belt that's empty and I can put a whole bunch of new tools in it. Oh, hell yeah. That's, that's nice. What guy doesn't like tools? For, for context, for those who don't know, Ironman swim, bike, run, what are those distances? So the distance is a 2.4 mile swim, which if you're at the, at the, you know, YMCA pool or your local gym pool, it's like 170 times back and forth. And then 112 mile bike ride. And then you get off the bike and you go run a marathon, 26.2 miles. And when I did my first one in November, I quit smoking in in February of that year. I did my first Ironman November of that year. Um, I had never done any of those distances individually. So I set out to do them all for the first time uh, back to back to back in an Ironman. I was able to do it. I definitely didn't finish last. I promise you I didn't finish anywhere near first either. But um. But I did it and I'm just like, whoa, what the hell? Like you you completed something that would be, you couldn't even wrap your brain around how to do that, you know, nine months ago. The question that comes to mind for me in that is thinking about the truth of the reality that we do not give ourselves the space to think big enough, that we so limit our space and people are like, you know, I'm just going to settle. I'll I'll take this. I won't go for everything. And one of the biggest things that's changed my life over the course of the last five, six years is just being like, no, man, I'm going huge. Cause if I can't go big, I'm going to go bigger. I'm going to figure out a way to make this work. I'm going to figure out a way to have the best life that I want to have everything. What was the switch for you in that moment of, I know you mentioned it. You were like, yeah, I thought, well, why can't I do bigger? But like what really happened there? So 
so I had I had a, a, a confluence of events, right? I, I I've already mentioned about where I was at that rock bottom, looking in the mirror type place. Okay. Also, in that same period of time, I had got a call from my sister. We were very close in age. Um, she's living her best life, you know, happily married, two, two kids, you know, great job, great friends, you know, living, living now. Great. I'm stressed out. She's great. And I decided to make this like, okay, I'm going to look in the mirror and start down a path. Let's see where it takes me. And I get this call from her and she said, hey, I, I got to let you know, I, I got terminal brain cancer and I'm not going to be around much. Um, and so her journey was going from today to her certain death at some point not too far in the future and my journey was going from who i thought i knew everything about myself and what life had to offer me and where i was and what i was capable of and the most i could ever be until i finally looked in the mirror and realized you don't know anything about yourself or what you're capable of so i'm taking the first steps along this journey going, I have no idea where it's going to take me. So I kind of had that dichotomy going where I kind of like was more motivated to find out and to make sure I, I gave this my best effort because uh, I got a stark reminder in my sister that not everybody has that opportunity. Not everybody is going to be given a gift of saying, Hey, who are you now? Shed everything you know about yourself, forgive yourself for who you're at and start your journey. And it, it just really was a powerful thing to me to go, I get to do this. Like life's not happening to me, right? It's it's happening for me. And it's like, wow, man. Okay, forgive that that you that you haven't figured it out before now. Just forgive yourself. But right now you're here. Like you make it happen. Like, like, like understand life is here for you. And just go find it. Go figure it out. Just go, go, go as far as you can go. Because not everybody has that opportunity. And sometimes we, we, we limit ourselves with that opportunity. I already know everything about myself. I already know what I'm capable of. I already know that I got too many fucking problems on my back or whatever. I, I, I disagree with that. I just like, like you just said, like, I love your analogy. Just take off the backpack, man. And just, just start, just start, just start now. I've been thinking about this over the course of the last few days is how limited our imaginations become the older that we get. You know, because I, I believe this, and I could be wrong, I don't know, I'm not a kid anymore, but there were these little glimpses as a child where I'd be like, dude, I just want to be a rock star. Like, that's everything I ever wanted. Like, I wanted to be, I wanted to be Jay-Z or Tommy Lee from Motley Crue, you know, and it was like, I, want, I, I want this, and it was like, I want this big, beautiful, gigantic life. And, and then I took a couple of baseball bats to the face and you're like, oh shit, wait a second. You know what? Actually, I, I probably should just be okay with the cushy corporate job. You know what? I, I should be okay with the $80,000 car and the terrible relationship and being overweight and smoking all these cigarettes and hating the world. I should be okay with that. And then I, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, wait a second. Like, why can't you have everything? Why do you have to be limited? Why do we have to be stuck in this idea that we should only ever settle? And I think what happens is when you put yourself in these moments of declaring these massive goals, because David, you probably have people when you first said, I'm going to go do fucking Iron Man, they're like, you're a psycho. You're not going to do that. Yeah, you're stupid. There's no way. Why, like, why would you even waste your time doing something you can't do? That's exactly. stupid. 
And so you think about that mentality. And so this trickle down effect that happens from the really just the impact of the environment and not only everyone around you, but the media and the consumption of social and everything is saying, no, man, no, just, just, you don't need it. You don't deserve it. You shouldn't do it. And I've just been so just distraught by the idea that our imaginations have been taken to the point that if somebody says, Hey, I'm going to go run this iron man, their first response is like, man, that's crazy. Whereas I'm over here like, fuck. Yeah. Can you do two? Right. And I think to myself, like, what, what does it take to get to that place of belief in yourself? Like in that process, in that journey. And, and I'm going deep in this conversation because I really hope people will start picking this up. You're like, all right, I set this goal. I have this intention. I got clarity. I realized that I'm going to do it because other people can't. I'm looking at cancer right dead in my face. So my life's a disaster. I hit rock bottom. I'm going to fucking do this. Right. What happens between the declaration and the finish line? So remember earlier I was telling you I learned like a lot of hard lessons, but I never applied any of them to myself. So here's that for me the answer was this i would give this analogy to people at work or if they're having a tough time in a relationship again never applied it to myself it's never that smart right but i could i could preach to them like real easy and here was the analogy i said i go look there's two 50 story buildings 100 feet apart okay i'm gonna put a ladder from one to the other and i'm gonna ask you to climb across that ladder from this building to that building what would it take? And they're like, ah, I'd never do it. And I go, okay, well, if I gave you $5 million, would you do it? Well, some might, right? Some might take the chance to walk across for 5 million. And I go, if I could extend your life for 10 years, would you do it? Some might, right? And I go, well, what about this? What about if I picked up the wind so that the buildings were swaying a little bit and the ladder's almost going to fall off? Is there anything that I could get you to do to go from one side to the other? And they'd be like, hell no. And I said, okay, well, let me tie your baby to the middle of that ladder. And you have got five minutes to walk across the ladder and save your baby. They're like, oh yeah, I do it in a second. Right? So that was the analogy. I try to get them to think that way. And then when I started doing this stuff and I'm getting into this contemplative state, I'm like, dude, you're the freaking baby on the ladder. Like, that's the urgency that you got to have with it. You're the baby. It's your life. You got to, you got to save it. You got to live it. You got to. You got to be it, you know, and and that was myself talk to myself. It's like, dude, you got to be the thing that's motivating you to do all the stuff you want to do, because otherwise, like, what's the point? Like, just just walk away, take the elevator down the lobby, go home and just, you know, just you already know everything about life, whatever. But I just said to myself, dude, you're the baby on the ladder. Figure out a way to make everything that you do that that important to you to get it done. And I know that sounds preachy, but that's not what I would tell anybody. That's just what I tell myself. Yeah. Yeah. It does. And and I think that to not be willing to do that, you're going to fall short in life. And, and that, that's not to be preachy again from my side, but it's just, I experience it again and again and again and again in my life where it's like, you know, I've had people come to me and be like, man, you live with this crazy intensity. You, you do all these things, you accomplish all these goals. And, and David, what it comes down to me is I go, I don't negotiate with myself. And so when I set a goal, I don't give a shit if it's going to take me 25 years, it's going to happen. 
because it's like you said, like you're, you're crossing finish lines that other people never started the races for. And I think that holds true. So true of our life is it's like, you have the ability to do anything, but that belief that's only going to come through the continuation of doing difficult things over and over and over again. Because think about how many hours of training it takes to get to that finish line. How many effort, I mean, how many laps swimming and miles ran and all of the things that it takes to do that and, and the, the place where you want to quit. And I want to go into that for a second. Mm-hmm. Nobody... Nobody does 100-mile runs and 5,000-mile bike rides and fucking marathons without wanting to quit. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe it's possible. And so what I want to know, and this is a personal question, just to be frank, how do you not quit in those moments? Well, four or five times I have quit. I'm not doing an Ironman, but but doing 50 mile or 100 mile. Not maybe not on a 50. Yeah, I, I quit 150 miler. It was just it was too 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 brutal. And and a 100 miler. So every once in a while, you you have to quit because you go, okay, I've done everything I could do. Like I I know my I know my limit is I cannot take one more step. Like I I know that, which is okay, which is okay. But um, it was hearing the right thing at the right time. I watched an interview with one of the founders of the, of the Ironman. He was talking about like, what is the mindset of a person that wants to do something like an Ironman? And he said, you're going to want to quit a thousand times that day. He goes and if you do, it's totally fine because nobody else is going to know. But when, every time you look in the mirror, you're going to know you didn't give it everything you could have given it. And I'm like, holy crap. You mean what I think of me matters more than what anybody else thinks of me? And I know we kind of touched on this earlier, but what makes me not want to quit is I don't want to let myself down. I got so tired of living with a mindset of I can't let other people down that I totally discounted what I thought about myself. And so I said, I don't want to let myself down. Like It's okay if I have to quit. Uh, It's not going to disappoint me if I gave it everything, I gave it everything. But am I really giving it everything? Because if not, I don't want to look back and go, you wasted it, dude. Like, you know now. You know now. Forgive yourself for all your problems, all the bullshit you did to other people, all the bad choices you made, all the crap that was thrown at you, the baseball bats that hit in the back of the head, whatever. Just let it all go. But from this point forward, just, just did you give it everything you got? And if you did, okay, you can quit. And if you didn't, keep going. Because if you can take one more step, it will get easier. Eventually. Eventually, it does get easier. I agree, hundred percent. And and I think in my own life, when I hit that precipice, and I'm like, I've literally done everything that I, I I believe so fucking firmly that I've done everything in my power to cross that finish line, whether literally or metaphorically. I always come back to: Is it true that I do not have one more step? And if it's true, then I'm okay with that because there have been moments where I've walked away, where I've quit, where I've left, where I've looked at the thing and I've been like, I got to go away from this. This does not serve me. And in those moments that I know that I gave it my all, I sleep soundly at night. But like you, if I know I can just take one more step and I can force this thing and I really truly believe at some point it's just like literally forcing it. Like if I can just force this thing, 
at least I know that I took the next step. Even if I quit on the next step, at least I took the next one. And and I think that's what I want people to take away from this is knowing the the truth that like everything about your life is going to be determined by your choices, your decisions, and your actions. And as long as you don't give up, you're never going to lose. But between that start and that finish line, there's going to be a thousand quits. And it's just about keep going. And I could not agree with that more. David, my friend, this conversation has been incredible. Before I ask you my last question, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, you can find me, my my my, my latest bike uh, book, we'll talk about that at another time. Uh, a con- chronicle of 15 people's emotional journeys with cancer and also, uh, it, it also include a narrative of my 5,000 mile bike ride. So you find out a few times how badly I wanted to quit, but, but didn't, um, and all my books and anything else is just, you could just look up David Richmond or look up cycle of lives or winning in the middle of the pack or whatever. Um, you know, uh, nobody's hard to find if, if, uh, you want to hear what they have to say. So if anything touches you, just, just look me up and connect. I'm, I'm, I'm always excited to connect with people. Brilliant. And of course, we'll put all the links in the show notes and the book is definitely one that I recommend that folks check out. David, my last question for you, my friend, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? You know, I, I knew that the, the, the question was coming and, 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 you know, for me, it, it's, I feel like I was broken, like the whole time that I was putting on a front to accomplish whatever I needed to accomplish that wasn't real. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like I I have to accomplish this because otherwise I'm going to be homeless. I got to do this because that's what my boss says I got to do. And no, and people don't know what's, what's, what's really going on in your head. They don't know your experience. They don't know the traumas. They don't know where you come from. Right. So it's like all like this big game, Sometimes we're deceiving others. Sometimes we're deceiving ourselves. And it's just like, we're just like not in tune, not dialed. Right. For me, unbroken means, you know, I'm, I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to have my feet on the ground. I'm going to care more in the mirror about the guy in the mirror than anyone else. I'm going to forgive myself what I don't do well. I'm going to truthfully reward myself or appreciate what I can do well. You know, and just be, you know, don't be an asshole to your, to others. Well, don't be an asshole to yourself. Right. I mean, that's, that's a really important thing. And so for me, unbroken is just being authentic, allowing yourself to figure out what life has for you and going out there and kind of like leaning into it with optimism. And, and the thing you've been struggling with is something that I feel like, as long as I have the opportunity to do it, and I still do now, and I do will for hopefully a very long time, my best days are ahead of me. And I think if I'm truthful, like that's a long answer. A short answer is I'm unbroken if I still believe my best days are ahead of me. And that that's a there's a lot to unpack in that statement. But some of the things I just touched on right there is like being unbroken for me is being my true, authentic, optimistic, leaning into what life has in store for me and figuring it out, learning and figuring it out. So to me, that's what unbroken is. Brilliantly said, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken.
I'll see ya. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that Unbroken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll be right back, but I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about the Think Unbroken six-week trauma healing coaching program. If you go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com, you can sign up for the six-week daily Think Unbroken Trauma Healing Coaching Program. In this program, we're going to go over the six principles of healing trauma, adaptation, understanding the impacts of trauma, how to become the hero of your own story, what to do next, and ultimately what it means to be unbroken. For more information about this six-week coaching program, which you can download as an app on your phone and take with you everywhere, no matter where you are in the world, it's interactive. It's built about giving you practical tools that you can use in real time. And if you're ready for what's next in your life, go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Again, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.